It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. to another edition of Paranormal True Crimes. Hello there. How's everybody doing today? Let's see here. We have Crazy Witch. Hello there, Crazy Witch. What's going on? And Liana, Standing Stones, Tess H. Welcome, everybody. Interesting show. Our co-host is still uh, off for the night. Uh, She'll be back hopefully next week. So, uh, yes, 11-year-old Madeline uh, out of North Carolina, who we're going to look at tonight. Uh, I looked at this case several times, and uh, I think it deserves some attention. It is a nationally known case. It is also a, uh, not only a national known case, it's recognized worldwide. That's how much attention this case has has received. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about this 11-year-old, but we're going to look at the facts of the case, and we're going to talk about the totality of the circumstances at hand. Now, when I say totality, ladies and gentlemen, that's once again the law enforcement side is everything as a whole, right? The totality of everything, if I can say that without stuttering. So it's very important to look at certain crucial facts. And there are certain keywords that we're not allowed to say on YouTube, as in what happens to people when they go missing or they are abducted or they are put into some kind of trade uh, where they are, we call asses and Sam, 
Tia's and Tom, if you know what I mean. And anyways, but we cannot say that word on the air. So, oh, law, Standing Stone. Uh, very case, this very case that we're going to look at is very disturbing, in my opinion. And it's for several reasons. Uh, I don't like how things actually went down in this case. I don't see how uh, certain things happen. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Uh, the timeline is going to blow your mind away. It really is. Uh, very distraught over a lot of things when it comes to this case. So we're going to start out by showing you a uh, news clipping of the article to give you a, a brief background on the case. And after that, we're going to talk about the case. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen, action. This candlelight sharing some spark of brightness during an otherwise dark time for those here in Cornelius. It's been weeks since 11-year-old Madalena Kojakari was last seen, and only days ago, police say her parents first reported her missing. Community members now pleading for peace and comfort. Madalena's mother says her daughter was last seen at home the night of November 23rd. The neighborhood where the family stays is described as tight-knit, but now many are troubled by the news. Just the outpouring of love and, and prayers that everybody wants to be a part of this has really touched us even more. And hopefully that'll help get the parents to open up. The school bus surveillance video is the last confirmed time Madalena was seen. Childhood friends from years ago still recall the big personality the little girl possessed. How full of life she was. She was so bubbly. Her and Cameron hit it off. Was it the second grade? Now with the mother and stepfather both facing charges related to Madalena's disappearance, neighbors are concerned for the worst. When situations like this happen, um, you know, it raises a couple of question marks. And um, I guess my biggest fear is, you know, I don't want to say it happening again because I don't want to put that energy out there, but it's just, it's, it's disturbing. It's a disturbing reality that something like that could transpire in our neighborhood. Yet still prayerful for a positive outcome. We're all praying and holding out hope. Can't give up hope that this is going to have a good ending. So, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for watching our there is a few things uh, that I want to hit on. Uh, one thing, uh, the charges that the parents uh, are charged with is not related to her in, in directly. So in the beginning of each show, hi Luna, we must say this is uh, for entertainment purposes only and all parties are innocent to proven guilty in the court of law. We have to say that, unfortunately. But once we look at this case, it does not add up. Uh, the charges that the parents are charged with is not murder. It's not kidnapping, abduction, or anything like that. It's, it's very strange how this uh, actually unfolds. Uh, very disturbing, in my opinion, by looking at the totality of the facts. 
So uh, what we're going to look at now is uh, we're going to cover the timeline. So we we know that she was last seen that day coming off the bus. So let me bring up the timeline here. And that was the last known time that she was actually seen. Um, then we'll show you another video. So November 21st, 2022, Madeline's last day. Uh, this appears to be the last day Madeline was at school, according to what Mrs. D. Lampkin, who's a sixth grade school counselor at Bailey Middle School in Cornelius, North Carolina, told authorities. The video that we watched, released later by the FBI on December 20th, confirms her leaving the school bus on that day at 4.59 p.m. On November 22nd, 2022, here are some conflicting dates. Now listen to this. According to arrest record, the mother of the missing liberal Cornelius of Madeline, Diana, told the police that she saw Madeline noon at this day, but later in the same arrest record, Diane charges or changes her story and says she saw her on November 23rd at 10 p.m. instead. Okay. So November 23rd, 2022, we have Madeline last seen. Diana, which is her mother, claims later in the same arrest record that is public, okay, anybody has access to it, she actually last saw Madeline at home at this day around 10 p.m. when she went to bed. Diana told police later that she and Madeline's stepfather, Christopher Paul Minter, had a fight that evening. All right, so we have a, a domestic dispute. It didn't say it was physical. So let's allege at this time, it's a verbal altercation. So on November, November 23rd, 2022, per the arrest records, later revealed Christopher claims to drove to Michigan this night to pick up items. Okay, what items? In the same records, he told police he hadn't seen Madeline for a week prior to this. All right, so this is November 23rd. So Madeline has not been seen by Christopher for over a week. All right, keep that in the back of your mind. On this morning, Diane claims to police she first noticed her daughter was missing. Now, wait a minute. Does that make sense? Mm, no. So November 24th, when did the stepfather leave? Diane, which is her mother, tells police in the same arrest records that he actually left, Christopher did, on November 24th 
not on November 23rd, as he stated. So now we're having contradiction again on dates and everything else. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not good with dates. I'm I'm horrible with dates. If I don't have it written down on certain things, you know, I, I'm, I'm terrible, especially with years. But the record shows on November 26, 2022, the stepfather returns. Christopher says he returned that evening and asked Diane, where's Madeline? And Diane said, well, she don't know where she is. Christopher then told authorities he told Diane he didn't know where Madeline was either. They both reportedly accused each other of hiding Madeline. Neither reports her missing at the, uh, neither of them reported her missing at this time. So neither of them called the authorities and like, hey, two days have gone by. Our daughter is missing. We had a fight and she is not, we don't know where she went to. So Christopher tells authority, he asked Diane, how many times over and over, where is Madeline? Over the following weeks, but neither still knew where she was over the following weeks. Now think about that. Now between November 22nd and December 15th, mother visits the mountains. In January, the Cornellis Police Department asked anyone who may have witnessed Diane traveling to call investigators to believe at some point between November 22nd and December 15th, they may have driven a Toyota previous to Madison County, North Carolina. Now check this out. December 12th, 2022, Bailey Middle School Resource Officer Jay Nobles and Mrs. Dean Lampkin reportedly visit the home of Madeline because now she's a truant. She's truancy. She hasn't been in school since November 20, 21st. This is, ladies and gentlemen, December 12th. Are you following me? Now, remember what day, allegedly, the last video of her known being seen, right? And to refresh your memory, just for record, that was November 21st, 2022, at approximately 4.59 p.m. as she walks off that school bus on the video. So she has not been back to school. So now the truancy officer in the school wants to know what's going on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I had kids. And when kids do not go to school, what happens, ladies and gentlemen? They contact the parents. They contact the home. They text you. Your child was not in school today. So there are numerous ways that the school contacts you. They just, just not just go by and let things go to the wayside. So now a truancy officer, the police are involved, wanting to know where she is because she has not been in school since November 21st. That's their last day. So as they're at their house, at Madeline's house, no one answers the door 
So what are they supposed to do? Like the law says, they leave a truancy packet at the home. I am so-and-so law enforcement officer. I'm a truancy officer. Uh, I am so-and-so uh, Mrs. Dean Lampkin uh, with, with the school. Here's my title. Here's why we're here. Uh, we need to talk to you. We need to figure out what's going on. So now December 12th, remember that day, the home visit. December 14th, two days later, the sixth grade counselor calls Diane, which is Madeline's mother, in to meet about Madeline. Okay, so a packet was left. Information was left. But the counselor still had to call Diane, her mother, and told police that Diane said that she would bring Madeline to school tomorrow to discuss her recent truancy. She told the counselor that she would bring Madeline to school the next day and we'll discuss her truancy. Interesting. Now, December 15th, 2022, Diane, now, don't, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, this is Madeline's mother, arrives at the school without Madeline. Wait a minute. Now, the day prior, she said, don't worry, right? We will come. I will bring her. We'll discuss this truancy issue, right? Okay? But she arrives at school without Madeline. So... The school resource resource officer is also included into the meeting. And Diane reportedly says, oh, I'm sorry. Madeline's been missing since November 22nd at noon. And she later actually was last saw Madeline on November 23rd at approximately 10 p.m. Now, wait a minute. So we went from... What day? November 21st, all the way up to December 15th, where she had to go to school, which she said, the mother, Diana, I will bring Madeline with me and we'll discuss the truancy issue. But when she arrived, she did not have Madeline in the school resource officer, which everybody knows who that is you know, in schools to protect for any criminal acts or shootings or whatnot, violence is in there in the meeting. And Diane's like, oh, well, I don't know. We haven't seen her since November 23rd at 10 p.m. Well, that's really awful strange. At no time do I have found any documentations where they have notified the local authorities or the police department of anything of, hey, my daughter is missing. Hey, Madeline is gone. You know, no franticness, no nothing. And from my understanding, allegedly, Diane just shows up at school like hunky-dory. Everything's just fine. Um, I don't know where she's at. We haven't seen her, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, wait a minute. You're supposed to bring her. So that immediately on December 15th, 2022, that alerted the, the detectives. So they went out and visit the home. Now, when they did that, 
they discovered part of the kitchen is blocked off with plywood. And Christopher, remember, that's the stepfather, the ones with Diane. Oh, tells the detective he was building a separate apartment per, uh, per the court documents. Do what? There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There, there's the Grizzlies. Do what? Are you BSing me? So at this point, they're like, freeze all this, everybody. Nobody's moving. We're getting a search warrant. We're going to execute this on the entire home at this point. So the police department, we're like, you know what? Better than that, FBI. We're calling them in. So on December 16th, because the FBI, ladies and gentlemen, has a lot more money and a lot more resources and a lot more technology. So investigators returned to the home to continue to execute a search warrant. Now, the FBI confirms they are helping with the investigation to Madeline's disappearance. Inside the home, police find the girl's backpack and some clothes missing. That's December 16th. Now, on December 17th, 2022, the Cornelius police announced Christopher Palmiller has been arrested and Diane is arrested later that day. Now, we're going to talk about that. Because what were they charged with? All right. So, December 19th, 2022, Christopher appears in court and his bond has been increased to $200,000. December 19th, that same day, the search for Madeline expands to an area that includes the Lake of Cornelius. So nobody knows what's going on. All these weeks have gone by. Now, December 20, 2022, Diane makes her first appearance in court before a judge. Now her bond suddenly increases to $250,000. Huh. So December 20th, 2022, the same day, new court documents reveal conflicting details in the investigation, including what happened leading up to Madeline's disappearance and how she was eventually reported missing. How she was eventually reported missing. So that next day, December 21st, the Cornelius Police Department goes back to the home of Madeline's and dozens of investigators stayed there for hours. And the police leaving the house at least one bin of evidence. They took one bit of evidence with them. Now, on December 22nd, 2022, the family issues a statement through the Cornelius Police Department thanking them for the community for support. Excuse me? What do you mean for support? There's something that no child or family should have to endure, the statement says. I'm lost. So December 23rd, 2022, the FBI releases new photos of Madeline. And one of the photos Madeline seen with the horse doing a parent horseback lesson 
In the other, she's on the beach with toy horses. Earlier that week, we were told that Madden loves horses, and FBI tweet says, you can see the pure joy she feels when she takes her plastic ponies to the beach. And she enjoys riding the real pony named Ryan. Now, what little girl does not enjoy ponies or unicorns or anything of that nature? Now, this is what's weird. Now, it goes from December 23rd to December 28th. Diane and Christopher were expected to appear in court that day. However, the judge announced there would not be a bond hearing to Madeline's mother after all, but mentioned that she did surrender her passport. The judge stated that would take no action on the bond, but added a condition that Madeline's stepfather, Christopher, must surrender his passport too. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So now we're surrendering passports. So now you're telling everybody that uh, you're probably a flight risk. You're probably may have a chance to leave the country. So to ensure you're not going to leave the country, give us your damn passports. Interesting. December 30th, 2022. The search warrant can give more insight in what the police know, keeping the details from public that could be a way to protect the investigation. So they didn't release any information. On January 10th, 2023, search warrants connected to the disappearance of Madeline, the 11-year-old from North Carolina, who has not been seen since November 22nd, or November 2022, was unsealed for the first time on January 10th, 2023. The warrants were executed to search her family's home, review the cell phone records, both Madeline's mother, and which is Diane, and her stepfather, Christopher. The warrants also gave them some information on the timeline of the investigation and insight and what police were looking for when they searched Madeline's house. But as we know, and we always expected, portions of the documents redacted, and there's no clear picture of everything that the investigators took from their searches. They're not going to release everything is what they're saying. Now, on January 10th, forensic psychologist offers insight. Now, Diane and Christopher has been in custody for a little over a month at this point. Remember, ladies and gentlemen. So a Charlotte area forensic psychologist says that's very liking taking a toll as investigators still work to get more information from them, especially on what happened in the three weeks that Madeline was reported, not reported missing. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to go three weeks without telling anybody your child is missing until the school calls and shows up at the doorstep with a truancy officer, leaves the packet information, you still don't respond, then they call, oh, I'll show up tomorrow and I'll bring Madeline. So initially, the parents may go through denial that the child is missing, that psychologist said that. Uh, sometimes you may see that. You know what? BS, ladies and gentlemen. 
if that was your child and your child was not there within eye reach within a couple of hours or you don't know where your child is, three weeks, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, maybe an hour, three weeks. But you can also consider the parent may be experiencing some embarrassment, they said, or shame due to guilt. They also include there may be situations where the parents experiencing fear that the concern that the Department of Social Services will get involved and their family may lose custody. What in the hell are you talking about, you crazy doctor? That is not an average person. An average parent, I don't care if you are a mother, a stepfather, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, you come home and that child, whether it belongs to you or not, is not home, you are going to call the authorities right away. I don't care how you sugarcoat this, ladies and gentlemen. Now, March 8th, 2023, search warrants offer new insights to Madeline's disappearance. According to the warrants, the phone records re reviewed by the investigators revealed extensive communication on December 2nd, 2022 with the relative. That the phone records revealed multiple calls to phone numbers belong to unidentified targets. Unidentified targets. Now, ladies and gentlemen, with technology today, you and I can take a cell phone number and get online and we can find out who that cell phone number, you know, uh, belongs to and comes back to. It's not hard. Unidentified targets in going T3 drug narcotic trafficking investigations. Key number one, narcotic trafficking investigations. Records also show investigators twice used canine to search their car in February. On Thursday, February 10th, 2023, at 1350 hours, that's 150, that's 10 till 2, the canine alerted on the driver's side door of the vehicle. The suspect, Diane, that's the mother's vehicle. The warrant said the canine is to alert on any and all narcotics. So the so the dog was alert on this vehicle on Monday, February 13th, 2023, when a search warrant was issued for that vehicle was obtained. So now they did the right thing. Now, even though they already had probable cause to search that vehicle, because that canine actually had a hit on that car, to do the right thing to protect the integrity of evidence, because they did not know what they else what they were going to find inside that vehicle, what could be pertained to that missing person, that child, for three weeks, well, longer than that now, has not been found. So they get a search warrant. On April 11th, 2023, the police department, they hold a birthday celebration for her, for Madeline. And it says Tuesday, April 11th, mark Madeline's birthday and the community held an event to mark the occasion. Our goal is to find Madeline. Uh, David Buchan, the chief of the police department, said during a rare public statement Tuesday ahead of the event, Madeline, this timeline 
will continue to update as more details emerge about the case. Very interesting. Very interesting. Next video here. Let me click the button here. And I think I just clicked off the video and see if I can find it. But does that make me, does that make any sense? Yeah, standing stones, right? So yeah, it, it yeah, this is this is not wait, 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 wait to let me uh pull up this video here I just clicked off of. I had everything prompt and, and spooed up for you guys here. Uh where did it go? Uh, I think this is the one. Let me make sure to skip the ads here. Or is this the same video? Stand by, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just. Okay. I think this is the same video that we just. All right. I found the video. Stand by. And uh, let me hit a button. We'll share this video here. Share screen. I'm gonna make sure I hit the audio button too this time. All right, here, ladies and gentlemen. Off of the school bus in Cornelius. Police search warrants are providing more information into what investigators are looking for. Cornelius police have said her mother and stepfather are now are not being uh, forthcoming. Both of them still in custody on felony charges of failure to report a missing child. Those warrants. That's what they got charged for, ladies and gentlemen. Failure to report a missing child. Just in case you didn't hear that. Here we go are not being uh, forthcoming. Both of them still in custody on felony charges of failure to report a missing child. Those warrants allowing the police to search their home. WCNC Charlotte's Chloe Leshner went through the documents we received from the courts today. She is live at the Mecklenburg County Courthouse. Chloe, what did we learn? Hey Fred, well these documents show that investigators had the authority to search anywhere on the property and very broad language was used, allowing them to take anything having to do with Madalena or her disappearance. Experts say that's to make sure that they're not restricted from taking anything that could be considered evidence of a crime. Investigators searched Madalena Kojakari's Cornelius home three times, twice before her mother and stepfather were arrested, and again after, the third time more publicly, when we saw police in upstairs rooms and leaving with bags of evidence. Perhaps evidence that they're coming across that gives them um, additional leads, and that could lead to the, the modification of the warrants. So this is this is a very active, ongoing, and living, breathing investigation. What they took, other than three iPhones, is still not part of the public record. They also have its first phone data for Diana Kojakari and Christopher Pometer for a period of time before Madalena went missing and up until they were both arrested. Experts say that data can help pinpoint approximately where a cell phone was at a certain time, likely along with the person who owns it. The movement of these individuals is going to be 
very, uh, very vital for that for the completion of that story. The probable cause listed as reasoning for these warrants is largely information that had already been released, including the time it took for Madalena's parents to report her missing. Reminder, police are asking anyone who may have seen Diana Kojikari or a Prius in the Madison County, North Carolina area to come forward with that information. Both Kojikari and Palmeter will be back in Superior Court in early March. Live in Uptown, Chloe Leshner, WCNC Charlotte. Chloe, thank you. Yes, thank you, Chloe. Yeah, it was very good. Now, ladies and gentlemen, now I want to say this before we go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what the mother was witness doing by the neighbors. Now, this brought the, the authorities back out to the property. Stay tuned. ladies and gentlemen to paranormal true crimes uh another edition to, brought to you by western kentucky bigfoot paranormal investigations llc thank you mr don wyden greatly appreciate it uh grizzly you're you said in the first two days both mom and dad called the cops separate no they didn't contact anybody for over three weeks the school truancy officer was involved with the school because madeline was not showing up at school so i know having children when you do not go to school the school contacts you by phone by text by email because you get all this set up ladies and gentlemen right you get notifications so when the truancy showed up at the door officer with the school counselor nobody answered the door so they left the packet of information and it's like beware here's why we're here blah 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 so the next day they called and the mother said i will come to school with madeline and we'll discuss the truancy issue now, what I'm trying to find, and of course, uh, Standing Stones made me click off of it. Let me see if I can find it again. Was what the mother did uh, was very incomprehensible with the neighbor witness. 
So let me see if I can bring up when this actually happened. I actually had it spewed up. All right, here we go. Let's see here. So the mother of Madeline says she last saw her on November 23rd. All right, we got that. Now, this is what's very strange. So during this investigation, the neighbors, and I'm going to see if I can't share this here, because I want you all to see this. Because this is important to me. To me, it's important. And we'll talk about it as well. Let me share this with you guys here. Let's see here. Blow it up. Get rid of some of this junk crap here. Whoa, clicked on the wrong picture. But the, the neighbors witnessed the mother burning furniture and clothes an object in the fire pit. Now, why in the world will a mother do that? Burning objects. And two investigators circled the fire pit for several minutes before heading inside the house. They're dumbfounded. The neighbor's like, yeah, she was outside burning stuff. Furniture, clothing. Sorry, investigators. So whatever they did, you know, take, you know, the investigators don't want to be publicly seen. Well, if you're an investigator, I'm sorry. You're going to be in the public eye. So... I mean, what would you be doing out at nighttime burning items? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a rocket scientist, PhD or anything like that. But to me, I'm assuming that's probably evidence. Something that's going to point fingers at somebody. I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen, are we that ignorant? Yeah, I guess we are. Things going on in the world and where you sit here and let things happen to us, I guess we are. But why is she, the mother, Diane, Diana, however you want to pronounce her name, out back burning things? Now, explain that to me. What is she trying to conceal? So the only charge that they have been charged with was failure to report a missing child. That's it. But if you remember during that video, Angeli, or that happy birthday, one of the neighbors said, "It's we, we can't believe it's happening again. Remember that key words, happening again. So what is, what is that neighbor referring to? Because I went back and tried to poll public records and I'm not seeing anything that states again as referring to another missing child or has this happened before? 
So what are they alluding to? I do not know because I cannot prove anything. So Christopher worked as a mechanical designer, industrial machinery manufacturer, and Ingersoll ran in North Carolina, according to his LinkedIn page. He told neighbors that he was laid off in 2020 as working for another company an hour outside of town. So now we're starting to get conflicting information. Local describes Christopher as a far right, deep stated propagandist who'd fill up his Facebook feed with pictures of armed warriors, American flag, Bible quotes, and, and anti-Biden. You know what? Once again, ladies and gentlemen, how many times have I told you what you post on Facebook will come back and haunt your ass? Why do you think law enforcement is forbidden to do so? That will be held against you in a court of law. That will held, be held against you in a court case if you're a law enforcement officer, that you're biased, you're racist, you are... Ah, I better keep my mouth shut. Listen to this. He had a blank ton of guns and said if anything went down, he'd be ready. Neighbor said, I mentioned that to officers too. But guess what? But they never did find any firearms in the home. Now, I am not in any way, shape, or form, ladies and gentlemen, trying to protect, protect, or I can't even say it again. I'm so worked up. I'm not trying to portray anybody as being a social path. I'm not trying to portray anybody as being innocent. But you see how things can get out of hand? Now, for her part, described herself on LinkedIn as an independent beauty consultant selling Mary Kay cosmetics. However, neighbors said they never seen her selling. In fact, she's rarely seen in public. She was quite reserved, one neighbor said. We see her outside once in a while, but she would make not any eye contact. I kind of got an icy feeling from her, but I really couldn't put my finger on it. I mostly seen the stepdad and the daughter. I thought it was a little bit odd. What the hell you mean you thought it's a little bit odd? Here we go. People meddling other people's business. And Christopher, who had been strolling with Madeline throughout the neighborhood and wearing a Michigan State sweatshirt as he played with toys, he was one of the ones who tricked or treat on Halloween with her. So, ladies and gentlemen, I try to tell people things will haunt you. What you do, what you say, what you do on social media will haunt you, ladies and gentlemen, whether it is the truth or not. Do we not comprehend that? You may not agree with the politics in America. I understand that. I don't either. There's a lot of crap in this world that I do not agree with. But I do not go on a rant or a tarrant out there preaching the gospel 
and try to say I'm going to do this and that and I'm this, that person, all that. Because you know what? No matter what my beliefs are, it's nobody's business. And I'm not trying to conform you to what I believe in. But once again, we're people are painting pictures. It's just amazing. Hello, FDL Paranormal Stingray. Hmm. Crazy Witch. Yeah. So if they don't, so, you know, and this is what I'm trying to tell people. You can get police reports. You can get autopsy reports. All this is public information. What they do not want you to see, what they do not want us to see, they will block out and redact it. They don't want us to see what they taken from the home because it can hurt their case in a court of law. The evidence, if it is evidence, but it's still public records. Unless the judge puts a gag order on it. So yeah, you know, we, we really got to be careful, ladies and gentlemen, on, on how we how we do things and how we say things on social media. Because it's sad. Officer Noble spoke to Diane, who advised that she saw Malin on Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022 at 2200 hours. And right there is the police report. That's that's his actual narrative. That's what he, I, right there, I, Detective Peterson, question uh, Miss Diane regarding the, I mean, it's all public information. You can get this on any case, ladies and gentlemen. So what are your thoughts? What do you think, Mr. Russell? Welcome to the show, everybody. So what are your thoughts about this? Three weeks. Mother and father had a verbal altercation, allegedly. They didn't say it was physical, so we know they had a fight. Thank you, Joanne Jackson. I greatly appreciate that. You know, when I was in law enforcement, I didn't have social media. I was afraid to. I've seen officers terminated. I've seen officers being hung uh, in a court of law because of what they say. Uh, I, I've seen officers getting reprimanded because they would film something and or they would reply on an, another department's case. And next thing you know, they're in the same boat with the same similarities on a different case, but the same. And it's just it's a nightmare. So they put the fear of God into us. Is it worth your job? Ladies and gentlemen, Facebook and any social media is not hard to subpoena information. And when you take and put stuff out there and you delete it, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say it from a law enforcement perspective, it's still there and a warrant will prove it's still there. It may not be public, but I can still poll it. It don't just disappear out of thin air. So, yes, it is crazy, which it, it's very insane. So, Russell, they took the girl somewhere. Well, in YouTube, we cannot say the 
but we call it S as in Sam and T as in Tom. Now you can figure out what those two initials stands for. And there is allegedly maybe that could be involved. Now we cannot pr prove that at this time beyond a reasonable doubt. All parties are innocent to proven guilty, but three weeks. So what happens if that school truancy and that school never would have contacted the parents and or the, the mom and the stepdad and inquired, hey, we need some answers. I don't think nothing ever would have came out of it, to be honest. That's just my opinion. So, Stingray, I have non-social media and no fans page. Well, more power to you. The only thing I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, I said this on other shows, people don't comprehend it. You know, they go on TikTok, they go on YouTube, they get on Facebook, they post all these memes. And I have seen people in a court of law that has been hung on memes. Oh, so this is how you believe. So this is how you think. So this is how racist you are. Or this is how you feel about this gender or ethnic background or this topic about the government. Or this is where you stand. And it's just like, are you that crazy? You take things out of context. Heck, anymore, you can say something. You remember that old thing we were in school? We all stood in a circle. And you were that first one and the teacher would whisper something in one ear. Then you turn around and tell that next child something, but you would add to it. And it went all the way around that circle. And when the last person couldn't remember, it was nowhere near where that first person, the teacher told the first child, was it? So. No, nobody. M.I.A. Nothing. They have not recovered. They don't know. What was the mother doing? And right, Rebecca. Why was the plywood sheet in the kitchen? They never would elaborate that on any search warrant, police report, or any other documentation with that law enforcement agency or the FBI. Did something happen in that kitchen or whatever, and they were, or he was redoing it? Or, I mean, I don't know. Now, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, we are theorizing and hypothesizing what could have possibly happened because we don't know. And now our mind is wandering because we have seen TV shows, uh, Unsolved Mysteries and other showed missing person cases, code cases, uh, whatever TV shows on that we've seen over the years now. And other cases that has crossed. Yeah, I agree with you, Rebecca. Three weeks. So you're trying to tell me, ladies and gentlemen, beyond a reasonable doubt, the, the mom and the stepfather has no freaking clue, no idea where Madeline is at at this time. That is full baloney. And I will call them out just like I am right now. And I guarantee the FBI and the police department knows that. And they're trying to prove what happened. Hopefully they can. But why would you burn stuff in the backyard? I want an answer on that. And hopefully they dug it up and they're running tests on those ashes and forensics tests on everything. I really do. 
That's sad. So, Joanne Jackson, I'm not saying you are totally right, but in an, you know, I have to say everybody's innocent to proven guilty in a court of law. But yeah, they are guilty of something. Thank gosh that they don't that they don't have their passports. You know, but they're free. Now this is where everybody loves me to do this. Do what? Because they don't have anything on the on mom and stepfather at this time. Well, I mean, they can't hold them. But the felony charges should stick. But evidently, they must have had a good attorney. Now, I don't know what kind of attorney. I don't know if it was a point-quartered attorney. But something ain't right. So we're going to dive on this one and figure it out. So there is going to be a part two, ladies and gentlemen. There has been no other evidence that's come forward. Oh, yes. So the mother has been arrested on drug charges, by the way, and that has been noted and documented. So, yes. So they are hanging them on anything they can get on. So that's what the dog alerted on, by the way, was, was drugs in the car. But don't forget, the warrant allegedly stated, remember the phrase? narcotics trafficking now with that phrase right there opens up several different avenues a why what do you do a fork i can't do the the spot v thing but anyways but it opens up different paths so does this case not sound familiar to another case that we worked on so ladies and gentlemen i went out and I joined this girl's Facebook group. But they won't allow you to post anything. There's only one person in charge that's allowed to post. And now that is awful strange. So I'm looking into that. So, yes, I did join because I wanted them to know that we were doing the show on this subject today. And I want them to be a part of it. So very interesting. So, uh, Rebecca, father said he was making an apartment. But he said by court order. Allegedly, remember, by court order. I did not see any court orders and any documentation that I investigated that said that he had to make an apartment inside the house. Now, look, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Crazy witch, I know you're a dude, but I'm going to use you. We're going to say you're a female. Well, now let's use Joanne. Joanne, if you don't mind, we're going to use you. Because crazy witch just went ape nuts when I said that. Because I used to call him a woman all the time. Sorry, crazy witch. But let's say Joanne and I are married. All right? Now, we both have interest in this home. Now, there is a domestic dispute. Two things can happen. Well, thank you. I didn't know if you cared or not, so I appreciate that. So, <laughs> but Joanne and I get in a fight. The popo shows up. Hell, I ain't leaving. Well, hell, I ain't leaving either. Well, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, one of y'all is going to have to leave. Uh-uh, not me. No, I'm not leaving. 
This is my house too. Well, it's my house too. Now we get into the part where they're both intoxicated. Now, can anybody make a phone call or a friend or relative to come pick you up? Oh, hell no, I ain't leaving. Oh, I'm not going. This is my house. Screw her. Uh-uh. Now we got another issue at hand. Can y'all at least separate for the night? Can one of y'all go to bed and sleep it off? Ladies and gentlemen, this happens all the time. I've done I dealt with it. It happens, you know. Unless there is physical harm or endangerment, and you get a court order to vacate somebody out of their house or a protective order or protection order, you are you're you're, you're stuck. Your hands are kind of tied. Now, my rule of thumb, and a lot of other rule of thumbs are too, law, other law enforcement officers, if I got to come back, either one of you all or both of you all are going to jail. But here's the flip side of that. I leave and something does happen and somebody ends up being murdered. Guess who's liable? You catch my drift? So why in the world would somebody be we issued a court order to build an apartment inside of a residence. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not saying that the court order does not exist, but at this time, until somebody shows me that court order, I haven't seen it, not during my investigation. So I don't know where that came out of, where that statement, you know, why he would say that. Uh, I don't have any legal justification to my knowledge or somebody would build an apartment. Uh, now, do people have to split assets if they're married and, and they separate? Well, yeah, each state's different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it's the way things roll. But to build an apartment? So as we realize, looking at the timeline, and here's this word, ladies and gentlemen, the totality. Remember, everything as a whole is not adding up so this is where our human nature humans start to think and wonder what happened to madeline and now you got these pesty neighbors well i knew something wasn't right ladies and gentlemen you know what i've known people that lived in houses that never came outside during the day they were allergic to the sun yeah, if she did sell Mary Kay, you know what? You can do that online. You don't have to have inventory these days. It wasn't like when I was growing up when you sold Avon and Mary Kay, you got the stuff shipped to you and you bagged it up and, and reboxed it and shipped it back out. Or you went to your girlfriend's house and, and dropped it off and collected the money. And, and the technology has changed all that. You know, what's the other thing that people have parties with that bakeware company where you can buy everything online and don't have to have product anymore? You know, those parties they have. I forgot what it's called, but it's very famous. I mean, you know, it's so uh, Stingray, the judge ordered me to build an apartment and all I have is this crummy sheet of plywood and a burnt up chair. Yes, there we go. But I didn't see any court documents saying that. Hey, Tiffany, welcome to the show. So what we're going to do at this point is uh, I'm going to take 
this picture of Madeline and I'm going to forward it to the panel of people with abilities which have no knowledge. Yeah, Tupperware. And there's another one too. Uh, it's, I can't think of it, but it's real famous. Tupperware was real famous when I was growing up. I never forget the green Tupperware. Um, but it's a bakeware company. But anyways, um, and for this picture to this board and panel, people with abilities and have them take a douse at it and see what information they can come up with. Because at this point, nobody knows anything. And the FBI uh, may have their theories. The Cornelius Police Department may have their theories. Uh, They're working on things, but uh, I wanna know what actually happened and see if we can't come up with some answers as well. So, uh, but I would enjoy entertaining your all's theories. And Pamper Chef, thank you. Rebecca, yes. Pamper Chef, that is it. That's the one I'm talking about. So, yes. Uh, hey, Tammy. But, yes, Pamper Chef, thank you. Uh, that was a big one. Uh, yeah, it still is. But, you know, and see what we come up with because it, it really doesn't add up. And it's always contradicting. But I want to leave you with this, ladies and gentlemen. And heed my warning out, out of the kindness of my heart. You know, no matter what you think of today's society, no matter what you do or do not think about our politicians and president, which I can go on and rant to, just be careful what you say and what you post and what you say out in public and how you portray yourself to neighbors. Because even though like that stepfather portrayed himself to be a big old badass, macho man, gun-toting, slinging, westerner, whatever, he wasn't all that. He was just a fake piece of cornbread that was crumbling apart, trying to act like he was somebody. But look what happened. Something does happen. And now the neighbors are going to come back and throw that on you. And I'm not saying he's not dirty, ladies and gentlemen, or he's not involved by anything. Cornelius, North Carolina, sir. Cornelius, North Carolina. Stingray. But what you do. And how you act will always come back to you. It may not do it today. It may not be next week. And I always tell people, if you lie, cheat, or steal, it's going to come back, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, it's been proven to me beyond a reasonable doubt my whole lifetime. And karma's a bitch. And I, I'll say that on the air. And I'm not, we're not supposed to use foul language either, but it is. Karma has its own way of dealing with things. So, you know, if I didn't care for you guys, and I know how hard it is sometimes getting on rants and wanting to put things down, but you really got to be careful. I, I've, I have seen good people that has been very reputable in the community, be very voiceless on social media, and something bad has happened to them, and it was an accident or something, a mistake happened, and next thing you know, the social media and the neighbors crucified them, and they were the worst people that ever walked upon this earth. And sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, that is not the case with some people. It's not. 
in some cases it is and they deserve every ounce of what the law can give you and that is karma so let's stay tuned and let's see what we can find out on round two and ladies and gentlemen whoa that scared me <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we'll see what happens next friday we'll have the panel come on and uh see what they come up with and we'll go from there thanks for tuning in and like i said if i didn't care i wouldn't i wouldn't talk about social media and just be careful ladies and gentlemen and uh, let's see what our people on the board finds out because like i said they're going into this blind so godspeed and take care and we'll see you on the next show bye bye It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, ship, should we run? <laughs> no. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, shit. Should we run? <laughs> okay. It's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not chipmunk? <laughs> No, I'm out of here. It's a grizzly. I'm out of here. Huh? Maybe it is a chipmunk. It's a grizzly. Are we gonna die? I don't know. We're just gonna sit here and listen and watch. Let's get out of here, maybe. <laughs> Fall! <laughs>